This week's podcast brought to you in part by Audible.com. Get your free audiobook download by visiting www.audibletrial.com slash WDS to choose from over 85,000 titles for your iPod or MP3 player. Please. Hi, I'm Dan. And I'm Doug from Hoobastank. Hi, this is Josie Loren. Hi, this is John Bon Jovi. And I'm Richie Sambor. Hello. I'm Tommy Lee. Hi, this is Molly Bryant. This is Alicia Witt. Hey, this is Jennifer Love Hewitt. Hey, what's up? This is Kelly Clarkson. Hi, this is Julie Mann. Hello, I'm Phil Collins. Hi, this is Brandy, the winner of The Apprentice. Hi, this is Chelsea Hobbs. Hey, this is Lindsay Lohan. Hi, this is Joy Nordenstrom of Joy of Romance, Inc. This is Alec Baldwin. Hi, this is Christina from Survivor Redemption Island. Hi, I'm Holly Jorgensen, creator of Make It or Break It, and you are listening to What Do They Say? Did you hear... Did you hear? 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 What do they say? Now you get to hear what Duvet has to say. Hello again, everybody. You are listening to the official podcast of the What Duvet Said Cultural Entertainment Digest found at whatdovaysaid.com. I kind of said digest right there. Do you know what that? I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting lousy at my, uh, my introduction. I am your host, Jason Duplissy, your lousy host. Coming at you from Duvet <laughs> Studios South in the Hollywood Hills of Los Angeles, California. And joining me, as always, is the man who puts the hello in Halloween, your host, <laughs> Robert Bob Duvet, I'm actually podcasting to you this week from inside a jack-o'-lantern. Ooh, creepy. This should be our Halloween episode, Rob. Let's dub it such. Okay. What's your, uh, um, your jack-o'-lantern carved in the likeness of? Uh, it's carved in the likeness of Donald Trump. That is scary. Yeah, isn't it? Um, by the way, San Francisco, California. Holla! <laughs> are you going are you doing anything for halloween do you dress up or i know in the past you and hallie have gone as a a team together you know yeah yeah we try that we try for that i'm gonna call it halloween <laughs> <laughs> sorry sorry listeners no uh we are gonna this year we are, are going in costume as um it's kind of good this is gonna be a tough one factory people um and not the kind of factory that you would find in say ohio but the factory that Andy Warhol used to hold court in. Oh, I see. Interesting. I like those kind of... going to be Edie. Edie Sedgwick, and I will be factory guy. Nice. She, she will be Little Miss S in her mini dress, living it up to die in the blink of a public eye? Yes. Wow, good one. Is That, that sounds like Lou Reed. Uh, that's actually Edie Brickell. Ding! <laughs> are we, really, we going to ring the Edie Brickell uh, bell every time we reference her? Yeah, let's. I think uh, I will go as Edie Brickell for Halloween then, maybe. <laughs> That's good. I like that. I, was, I love those costumes where you look at it and you go, what are you? And then they, you'll say, I'm a factory person. You'll be like, what? Like the Andy Warhol factory. And you go, oh, oh, that's awesome. Right? Do you expect that <laughs> response? Uh, yeah. I, I, I like to wear costumes, in fairness, that don't deviate too drastically from what I would normally wear. Just in case I land in jail, I, I don't want to be, like, you know, dressed as a woman. Yeah, that's my, uh, the way I dress for Halloween as well. Whatever I can get out of my closet and mix and match and then say, here's what I am, then that's what I do. Like, you know, I think for years and years you might have noticed I went as Gilligan. Which was yes. because I had a red shirt, uh, blue jeans, and my father was in the Navy, so I would put on a, a, a sailor cap. And there I'd say, I am Gilligan. A time-honored man who doesn't love Gilligan. You're everybody's little buddy at that point. <laughs> That's right. I remember one year, uh, actually, listener Sean, who you've seen on the show many times, mm -hmm. he and I went to a Halloween party as Tony and Tia from Escape to Witch Mountain. <laughs> that must have been one of those cost, uh, costumes where people were like, who are you? Yeah, exactly. And when we would, what we would do is like, I, I would play the harmonica and he would hold his little star box and start asking for the cat. I forget what the cat's name was. And we'd say, here, watch. And we'd do it. And everyone would go, we still don't know who you are. And we would point <laughs> to our shirts because it would say Tony and Tia 
on our jackets. We had it written in... The, remember those pens that you would shake and you would write them and it sort of looked like sparkly silver? Yes. Was it right. kind of puffy too, a little bubbly? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we had written that on our shirt. Tony, Tia, people would look and go, we, we don't know. We go, we're from Escape from Witch Mountain. We're Tony and Tia. Got nothing. I don't. Th I think one person at that entire party knew who we were, and even then, they were like, "Uh, okay." That is a probably akin to dropping Edie Brickell on people. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. I think it didn't help that Sean is like a six foot two blonde man who <laughs> looks like a football player. He's all man. Yeah. Mr. Sean's all man too. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't look a thing like Kim Richards, but oh well. <laughs> Speaking of Kim Richards, uh, do we have any guests on the show this week? Right, we have Keith Richards. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and we got Richards Dawson. Hey. <laughs> this is jam-packed. We we, in addition to my, uh, my huge and, and bursting headache, we also have the lovely, the respected, and the informative Joy Nordenstrom on the show. Oh, oh, I love Joy. It's good to have her back. We can uh, ask her about our relationship questions and love queries and all that sort of rot. Exactly. It's been quite a while since we've had Joy on the show, and uh, not that you and I haven't made our own Joy. True. But uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. A female voice is always uh, warranted and, and, and welcome on the What Do They Shed The Tank? You know, that reminds me, uh, you can get a hold of us by emailing us at whatdovaysaid at gmail.com because your emails mean so much. Find us on Facebook. Facebook numbers are climbing, Rob. I know. I'm very excited about that. Just search for What Duvet Said in your little search engine there on What Duvet Said in Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Bob Duvet. Find us on Mevio, whatduvaysaid.mevio.com. Uh, and you know what I would like to request, Rob? This is kind of funny. You want to hear a funny story? <laughs> yeah, I love funny stories. So do our <laughs> listeners. Hey, you as listeners, we're on iTunes. And if you search for us on iTunes and click on it, there's a little area where you can write a review of the show. And that... Mm. That uh, ups our our searchability in the in the iTunes store. If you give it, you can even oh, just cool. give us. You can rate on us. Just give us five stars and submit it or whatever. You don't need to leave a review, but reviews help us out immensely. So I, it occurred to me, since uh, the What Do They Said About Music podcast is up for the podcasting award for Podsafe Music, best Podsafe yes. music. Uh, yes, still excited. time to vote. A couple days left to vote. Get out there and, and get out the vote. Podcastawards.com. So we need I thought, you, Duvet Nation. Yes. So I thought, you know what I'll do? I'll go on iTunes and I'll write a review pretending to be someone else, you know, just to just to g get a review up there. So I wrote and I said, oh, I, I like the I, I really like this show. These guys are great. I love the way they talk. I love the tank. And I love the that's my favorite. I love when they talk about shows. It's like hanging out with guys you really want to talk with shows about. And the, the music show, there's some talk in that. But there's also great music and, and that's eclectic. And Bob really knows his stuff. Check it out. So I hit submit, thinking that the next screen I'd have to put in my, you know, my name and my email address. And then uh -huh. it said, your review has been posted, Jason Duplissy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you were outed right there. Yeah, but what happened was then I could click on, there's a little button that says edit. So I could edit it. And I went, oh, shoot, I should edit this to make it seem less like, you know, whatever. So I edited it to, to clean it up a little bit. Uh, and then I hit uh, submit again. And then the thing popped up that said, enter your password for your iTunes ID. Oh, so I put in my password and then nothing changed, like nothing happened. And it just I was just caught in this loop where I had to continually put in my username and password for Apple. So I checked today and it's been posted and it says, Jason Duplissy loves this show. <laughs> <laughs> I got to do one too now. So that way we'll balance it out. Yeah, well, that's what I thought I'd write one that was like, I love the tank and, you know, I kind of like the music show. Then I'd sign into someone else and say, oh, the music show's great and blah, blah, blah. And also check out the tank. It's kind of, you know what I mean? Like to balance it all out. So yeah. you need to write one about the music show. <laughs> okay, will do. And, uh, and, and I, 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 I will, God, what am I trying to say? <laughs> Jeez, easy. Um, I look forward to people reading the reviews and then going, hey, wait, these are reviews by the guys that do the show. 
<laughs> well, you, Duvet Nation, we need you. Just take a moment, head, head up to the iTunes store and just write whatever you want. Just write, love this show, exclamation point, and give us five stars. Anything you can do is help uh, to help us boost our numbers for these exciting podcasting awards. And besides, it's Halloween. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> is there any uh, Halloween-related news? Oh, yes, the very scary. Oh, so spooky. There's cobwebs on the ceiling. <laughs> there. Great. Oh, I love God. You know, I'm I, I'm very I'm getting an early start on Halloween. I am going tonight to see Judas Priest play at the Concord Pavilion. There's that one Judas Priest song that I that I like. Uh, is it you got another thing coming? Yes. Yes, exactly. Good you song. got another I, thing coming. I did it at karaoke last night, and uh, I thought, oh, I can probably do this. He doesn't sing really loud or very high in it. And then, uh, of course, I get up on stage and start doing it, and um, it was just a disaster from the get-go, from its inception. Uh, so great. Judas Priest tonight. That is very Halloween-y. Yes. Yes. We'll be breaking the law out there at Concord Pavilion. I'm going to go see a screening of Bridesmaids, the ah. popular trashy chick flick followed at the Chinese theater with a Q&A with Kristen Wiig, Melissa McCarthy, uh, what's her name from The Office, Ellie Kemper, um, uh -huh. and, and anyway, the rest of the cast, moderated by Judd Apatow tonight. That's what I'm doing. Oh, very cool. I hear that it's a good movie, so uh, you should be in for a treat. Yeah, and seeing it at the Chinese theater with an audience that's there to see the people afterwards will be there'll be a lot of laughs. So I'm looking forward to it. That'll be a lot of fun. I'm getting all these movie screenings coming in right now because it's started to be Oscar season. So I'm getting just I, I I'm probably going to be seeing three movies a week between now and Christmas. I, I they just keep coming and coming and coming. Wow, that's cool. Well, you love movies, so that's you're the right guy for the job. <laughs> yeah although i kind of i there's a screening next wednesday night for jay edgar with leonardo dicaprio and there's a q a i'm not with buying it man I'm, I'm not buying leo as jay edgar hoover i'm not buying how it much either. makeup you put on no yeah exactly and i was like well i should go i should go see this at the dga theater it'll be nice and i'll see leonardo dicaprio afterwards but then i saw that i actually have another screening uh, at a better time, which isn't a Wednesday night at 6.30. So I'm going to go to that one instead. Sorry. Sorry, Leo. I don't I don't want to go see you. And sorry, my cousin, Danielle. I'm not going to go see <laughs> Leo DiCaprio in person, unless you beg me to. And even then, I might not. <laughs> so beg Jason at what do you base at gmail.com. Because your begging means so much. What's in the news? With the scary hair. <laughs> that should be a Judas Priest song. Judas Priest, shut the front door. <laughs> so let's, uh, speaking of things that are scary, it is the Halloween edition. Yeah. Uh, Kim Kardashian wants hubby back at work. What? Okay. Are you following this Kim Kardashian fiasco? So you know that she recently got married to the tune of like, it was like a multi-million dollar wedding ceremony to this guy that she'd been dating for like six months. He's a basketball player. And right. the, the NBA is currently on strike. Right. Um, it's, so he's not playing basketball. So he's just kind of, apparently what newlyweds do nowadays is they get married and then one of them goes off to an opposite part of the country to film her jackass reality show while the other guy just hangs out with his boys and goes to you know the the, the hot clubs and orders bottle service and talks to other chicks hmm. so there's been lots of rumors um about is the marriage gonna last okay. no people the marriage is not gonna last <laughs> it was a it was done for publicity and the funniest thing I'm kind of this is kind of a news story to get me into my rant. Oh, do I, I have a rant segment, don't I, Jason? Uh, yeah, go for it. I don't know if we have any specific music for the rant segment, but now we do. <laughs> yes. Um, so Kim was being interviewed, and they, you know, she tries to play, you know, as normal as she can in interviews. Like she's just like everybody else. And the interviewer asked her, so. 
you know, what are you going to do when the basketball season starts up and, and then Chris, you know, starts playing basketball, that's his name, starts playing basketball again. And if he gets traded, you know, would you go with him? She's like, of course, you know, a wife has to, you know, support her husband. So I'll live wherever, you know, Chris, you know, has to go play basketball. That's his job. And I thought to myself, there's no way in hell if he gets traded to Oklahoma City or, you know, Minnesota, that Kim Kardashian is pulling up stakes and, and living somewhere in Oklahoma. There's just well, no way it's happening. I know. But what does that mean anyway? Don't celebrities have multiple uh residences across the country anyway. I was just talking to my agent's husband yesterday, who's actually a fascinating human being, and we should have him on the show as a guest. He's a really, he's a, a voiceover artist who's been doing it for years and years and years. He's the voice of Smokey Bear, you know, for one oh, thing. He was the voice of the teddy nice. bear in AI. I don't know if you ever saw AI, but he's the voice of the teddy bear. I haven't, but uh, that sounds like a good gig too. Well, anyway, he was telling me that they just went to New York to uh for vacation and one of their one of their clients was like oh just stay in my apartment on park avenue i'm never there because she has an apartment in park avenue she has a house in connecticut she's got an apartment in beverly hills you know she's Mm -hmm. one of these people that lives in connecticut but has places across the country so i would believe that kim kardashian would say yeah i'll live wherever he lives and like fly out there and look at the house oh nice and say oh let's change this bathroom let's change that bathroom i'm gonna go back to brentwood now you know (laughs) that's exactly what's gonna happen i'm looking at this article and i love this quote um referring to kim she is also reportedly feeling uncomfortable being the bigger breadwinner she'd rather not spend her money on him like that but she has to so he so she can keep up appearances okay kim you're worth millions of dollars and you married a guy that's like you know an all right basketball player. Of course, you're the bigger breadwinner. <laughs> what does she Jesus, expect? These people. Uh, I don't know. She, if she didn't have a big, juicy steak of an ass, we wouldn't even be talking about Kim Kardashian. And no, it's true. So let's stop. Let's <laughs> oh, stop. That reminds no me. I will not speak her name anymore on the tank. That that reminds me. Speaking of people, we only know. Well, actually, that's not true. Lindsay Lohan was a fantastic actress and celebrity for quite a while before she became on par with Kim Kardashian. Did you hear the Lilo news? Yeah, that's funny. You know what I have queued up right now? The Lilo news. Oh, so tell me the Lilo news. Lilo's gonna show her boobs and her vagine to Playboy readers. I have my questions about that. Well, in case people didn't glean the text of the tale through your song, what is the Lilo news? Well, she is signed on to do a Playboy pictorial, um, the Cash Strap Starlet. It's being uh, rumored that's about a million dollar contract that she's getting from Hef to show the goods, all her bits are going to be on full display. But I I feel as if I've already seen all of her her goodies before, her tricks and treats. Yeah. Well, also, okay, well, there's a couple things. One is she did that uh, pictorial for Vanity Fair several years ago where she recreated the final Marilyn shoot, right? Yes. Right. So I felt like that kind of did the trick. Um, But the other thing is, much like the final Marilyn shoot in real life, that's not the Marilyn I wanted to see naked. I wanted to see the, you know, the don't bother to knock Marilyn naked. Ah, yes, yes, yes. That's the Marilyn I wanted to see. And I don't, I want to see Mean Girls Lindsay Lohan naked. Is that a terrible thing to say? (laughs) I don't want (laughs) to see this Lindsay Lohan. (laughs) I don't want to see this Lindsay Lohan naked. (laughs) You know what I mean? I like how beggars can be choosers, apparently. <laughs> well, I'm not really begging for it, but at this point, it's like, <laughs> I, I feel like the, the house has left the cart of the horse or something. You know, I agree. I, I think, obviously, she's got to be strapped for cash because she hasn't been able to really work. Eh, you know, I might take a gander. I'm not, she's not really, does, doesn't do it for me, necessarily. But uh, I wish, really, really, really wish that 
a magazine like Swank outbid Playboy, and she had the deal was just too good. She had to do the Swank pictorial. <laughs> Wouldn't that be so much better if it was Hustler or Swank? It would just be great. Yeah, that probably won't happen, but that would be that would be swanky. But I wonder also if this is actually going to be a genuine pictorial or if it's going to be one of those artsy playboy celebrity pictorials that end up being disappointing. Yeah, those are boring. Yeah. 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 I, I want warts and all. That's why I like – that's why I endorse Swank, not a sponsor. <laughs> and I bet you can't get Swank as an audiobook on audible.com. You're good. Yeah, but what you can get is over 85,000 audiobook downloads by visiting www.audibletrial.com slash WDS. That lets them know you're coming from what Duvet said, and we get all the credit for sending them out there. You get two free weeks of audible.com, uh, and you get a free book where you can download and listen to it up to seven hours. Last book I listened to was seven and a half hours long, Rob. That's seven and a half hours of quality entertainment. Uh, that I could walk around while I was walking my dog, or even when you're trick-or-treating, because it's Halloween, you can listen to an audiobook. What are you listening to, Rob? I am listening to Swank, One Man's Journey into the Gutter. <laughs> you know what's great, too? In addition to us getting credit for sending you to audible.com, when you go to audible.com and you type in WDS there, after the Jason tells you how to do it, we also get credit for writing the books as well. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, it's a win-win for us. AudibleTrial.com slash WDS. AudibleTrial.com slash WDS. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. AudibleTrial.com slash WDS. Uh, thank you. Oh, that was good. Nice one. I'd like to give a round of applause for Mr. Jason Duplissy, star of the tank, and his deftly handling of the live spot. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, anything else in the news? Do we have in other news? Yes. No, no, we have in other news, but I just want to finish up with this Lohan business. I love the title. It says, Lohan goes full frontal for Playboy. Boobs, ass, and vag. <laughs> okay, that's not the story I Is read. Is this but... a, uh, would you call this one a... Uh, I'm going to say no, that is not a... Yeah, that's a that's a that's a no for me too. Um, let's get into in other news. Okay. I feel like we had another. Oh, we had topics of discussion. I was like, yeah. we, we know we had more news segments than just in other news, but. Uh, well, maybe some someday when we don't have a guest. She is she is waiting. She's waiting yes, patiently. Let's, okay, let's. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll just say it really fast. Uh, <laughs> we have this one was great. Um, and I've always wanted to do this. It says, cops hunt man who firebombed Taco Bell because his chalupas had too little meat. <laughs> that could be said about, uh, he's not posing for Playboy. What? What am I talking about? <laughs> the bizarre incident occurred around 5 a.m. Sunday at a Taco Bell on North Slappy Boulevard in Albany. What the guy basically did is he got the chalupa, didn't, wasn't satisfied with the amount of meat, Went home, ate it, made a Molotov cocktail, drove back to the Taco Bell. When the person opened up the window, he threw in the Molotov cocktail. <laughs> wow, that is punk rock. Yeah, man. God, what nuts. Well, that is so. I'm on the same side, it says Nancy Grace's nipple slip traumatized kids. And we had the nipple on the show. We are we so ahead of the curve. We did. We're traumatizing kids, like on Halloween. Well, let's do something that isn't traumatizing. How about we talk to our lovely guest, shall we? Yes. She does nothing if not untraumatize me. Okay. Well, why don't you talk her up a bit so that we, she's, so we sound professional? Ah, yes. We are going to be bringing on the lovely, the talented... As I said, the knowledgeable Joy Nordenstrom from Joy of Romance. She is a matchmaker. She is a uh, expert in aphrodisiology. I, th I don't know if I made up that word, but I like the sound of it. Mm -hmm. And she is also uh, a, a relationship expert. And we need all of these things. And so do you listeners. So let's bring her on. Joy Nordenstrom. Hi, Joy. 
Hi, Rob and Jason. Hey. Oh, joy. <laughs> oh, it's been a long time. <laughs> it has been too, too long. Wouldn't you say, Jace? Yeah, it has been too long. What uh, What have you been doing, Joy, since last we talked? We I want to hear everything from the moment you hung up the phone. <laughs> that could take a long time. But uh, primarily just uh, finding love for my clients and helping people get over some bumps in the road and working on a new website, which I'm really excited is going to launch around Thanksgiving. What can people do on your website? They can learn more about all the different services that I have. And uh, I have a new direction, two new directions I'm taking my blog. So I'm really thrilled about that. One is that I'm going to be recording um, couples and finding out about their love story. And uh, it's going to be about a half hour long. And then the other direction is I'm going to be finding Bay Area chefs and asking them what their favorite aphrodisiac recipe is and the origins of it. And uh, I think it should be a lot of fun. Jason, I think it's safe to say that I can volunteer us for our couple's love story. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> you as a couple? <laughs> yeah, and be well, sure to the... include Rob's aphrodisiac, which is attention. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Rob, you're perpetually on, I guess. Uh, you know, we do what we can. I'm a passionate person from a passionate people. I have a question because we haven't really discussed this with you. Uh, where do you stand on pharmaceutical enhancement like your Cialis or your uh, Viagra as a mm. tool? <laughs> um, one of or my your tool. stories for that was um, uh, when Robert Mondavi had just written his biography um, – was it like 10 years ago or something? And I saw him speak, and then I saw him get on the, and just just have a blast with his wife on the dance floor. They were ripping it up more than anybody else. And I came alongside him and was like, you know, you guys are just great. And I was talking to him for a little bit, and he, like, tapped his back pocket, and he goes, Viagra, baby, Viagra. <laughs> I was like, whoa, okay, <laughs> too much information. Um but, I mean, I think when you're that age and you need some help and you're, you know, it'll kind of rev up the engines again, I think that's a good thing. I think when you're younger, you really have to watch out that you use it as a crutch instead of finding out what the other issues might be. Um, and it also wrecks havoc on your heart sometimes, so that's a little bit scary. So yeah. The younger gentlemen, safe and healthy, and uh, make sure that they're exploring all the other options that they have before they go toward that. Um but some other natural things, I mean, anything super spicy gives you a good rush of, of dopamine. Um, anything with a lot of um, vitamin E in it is a good lubricant that gets the juices flowing. And, of course, we all know oysters. That's because they have a whole lot of zinc in them, and that just revs up your sperm load again. So those are three main things to watch out and keep in your system. Um, just having a healthy lifestyle is really an important thing. I mean, getting your exercise um Anytime guys get that um, beer gut, that means that they have too much estrogen in their system, and that's going to really deter being able to get it up when they want to. So keeping, um, keeping the beer gut down, keeping the intake of beer down, and make sure you're exercising. Now, there also, you go, Jace. You do the, all those things, though. <laughs> Slim. I just want to say one more thing. Soy. Soy is, um, simulates estrogen in your system, so watch out if you're drinking a lot of soy milk or eating soybeans or whatnot. So. Ah, interesting. I better lay off the soy milk. <laughs> your soy lattes, Rob. <laughs> you know, Jace, this reminds me of something. This, I don't know if this is also what you're kind of referring to, but I had a friend back, we'll call him Sluggo, <laughs> and he read somewhere that you know he wanted to increase the you know the the the, the girth the, the the load if you will of his ejaculate and he was making himself these protein shakes or they shakes with lots of egg whites in them if i remember <laughs> correctly and that was supposedly you know the 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 trick of the trade in the in the porn business is that is that is that a myth or is there anything to that? That will give you a little bit of vitamin E and just a dash of protein, so it it couldn't hurt. 
Jason, <laughs> you went silent on me. <laughs> are you are you blending up something right now as we speak? <laughs> well, I was, that's never really been a problem for me, but uh, ah, it gives right. me a whole different angle on Sluggo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Best not explored, perhaps, in this segment. Uh, the, the other thing, um, just for the sake of the women, if you like them to... Um, wander in the nether regions, let's say, um, make sure that you're eating uh, lots of watermelon because that kind of refreshes the taste of it and um, making sure that you're staying away from really pungent uh, smells like garlic and Indian food, turmeric and uh, whatnot can change the taste not for the good. So keep it with uh, a lot of juices, in particular watermelon. Pineapple's good too. You know, for not having done a segment with Joy in quite some time, we really just jumped right into the deep end, I, I've noticed with this one. Yeah, it's just that we're talking about taste. Yeah. <laughs> that really brings a leap of, uh, of uh, yeah, it kind of goes some, somewhere else. I have a question. Also, this is our Halloween episode, uh, uh-huh. Joy. So let me ask you this. Do you have any advice as a matchmaker for those single people out and about in the world who stumble across someone who looks fantastic in costume but may not be the right match for them when they're not in costume? Do you ever encounter people who, as a matchmaker, when you're out with couples, do you go, wow, wouldn't have put these two people together? Yeah, it happens all the time. And in particular, it happens if, like, on Halloween, you're getting, hopefully, scared a little bit. Anytime um, you're in a situation where there's uh, an adventure or a tragedy or car accident or something that's getting your adrenaline going, you have a tendency to misattribute the rise in adrenaline with a love for the person that's in front of you. It's called the shaky bridge theory. So, um, yeah, if you can get her scared, she's probably going to think more of you <laughs> than if not. So there is something to it. But, uh, yeah, watch out. And after the fact, uh, I always recommend for my clients to kind of take it in st- um, strides. So, like, in a couple weeks, do a check-in, make sure, is this the right person? Is there any red flags? Is there something I'm overlooking? Um, and then just do that every couple months and make sure that you have the willpower to walk away if this is not the person that you're meant to be with. You know, it's funny because Halloween, sometimes the scariest costumes are the ones worn the day after. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder also about uh, when, you know, you'll put on a costume and or or even uh, in everyday life, we will put on a costume. I I will shave and and do my hair and put on my nice clothes when I'm out uh, on a date. Um, and that isn't necessarily who I am, which Rob can attest to. Oftentimes I will just throw on whatever I'm wearing and I won't shave for a couple of days and I'll put a hat on, uh, just because that's my regular everyday life. Now I understand there's a difference between looking your best and altering who you are. So a Halloween costume can significantly alter who you are. And I can look at someone and go, wow, I want to know that person. And then the next day, like Rob says, the costume that they put on will be, hmm, uh, even though we had spectacular conversation, this isn't the pirate lass that I thought I was getting involved with. So <laughs> in, in everyday life, as, as a matchmaker, um, wh- what do you recommend? Obviously, I, I know the answer is going to be be yourself, but there is a fine line between being yourself and being a person who is attractive and attractable. Yeah, in the beginning, I mean, you really, you do want to show your best side. I mean, you have a very short window to make a good impression or else they're out the door. So why wouldn't you put your best foot forward? Um, I I do know that there's some um, people who feel like, you know, they're they're been getting by on people just looking liking them because of their looks. So they'll downplay their um, portrait uh, profile photos a little bit and then they're pleasantly surprised the person is when they meet them in person but um when you meet somebody at first and they have you know they're they're dressed and and looking good and shaven and whatnot i think it makes people more attracted um to you and of course when you get comfortable with somebody and you're living your daily to day life they'll expect that it's not going to be you know as good as it was in the beginning but uh hopefully you scrub up well oh he scrubs up well 
<laughs> Maybe I should stop trying to shoehorn the Halloween theme into this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Joy, I may have some eligible bachelors for you. Oh, um, awesome. They have been asking me questions, though, about what's involved if they were to, you know, connect with you and, and try and get involved in your services. So could you just give to our list, because a few of them are listeners, if you could just give me kind of like the bold strokes, what you're looking for in a gentleman, what they can expect, what sorts of things are available to them. Oh, yeah, that would be great. My um, clients range from 28 to 83. So any age range is good. Um, I always tell my love agents to watch out and screen for people who are players, perpetual players that don't want a real relationship. Uh, women who want a sugar daddy and guys who just want arm candy. So I'm looking for people who are serious about if they find the right person, they want to be in a relationship. Um, also, the process begins if they're referred by a friend or a love agent. Um, I meet with them, and it's usually about 20 minutes to half an hour. I just learn about what they're looking for in a partner, what they're looking for in a relationship, and um, ask them some key questions about deal breakers and must-haves and a little bit of physical description. And then each of my clients come up with five specific questions that they'd like me to ask. So if I have somebody in mind right away, whether it's a love agent that's single or one of my clients, I'll ask them those questions too. If not, it's just uh, it's free to be in the database. So it kind of opens your chances to meet more people. And because all of the individuals that I have in my database are friends of friends of somebody that I know it's nice because they're already coming pre-vetted and not crazy people. <laughs> yeah, one of my friends is based in the LA area. You have love agents down in the Los Angeles area? I do. I have a handful of them. Nice. I will let him know. He, you, might, you might be getting a phone call very soon. Wonderful. Yeah, any of your listeners, if they want to contact me just to be in a database or if they know a really awesome person who's single that they think should be in the database, feel free to um, shoot me an email at joy at joyofromance.com and just put it in the subject uh, line that I have somebody for your database. And I will link up to that. So is your new website a, I mean, a, a dating website? No, mm -mm. I actually only take on seven matchmaking clients at a time because I do so many other things and I want to keep doing those. So I, I have um, a lot of dating. <laughs> Wait coaches. a minute. What happens to the seventh person? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I individually look for seven people at a time. And, and the beginning of our process together, when somebody um, comes on as a matchmaking client, we work um, six to 10 coaching sessions. So those are pretty intensive and just because of, you know, kind of the hand-holding that I do with that and making sure that it's right. It takes a lot of energy, and I want to give the best attention to my clients as possible. So then I also do um, those first 10 sessions with people, just getting them aligned and ready to start having a relationship and attracting the right person. And I help gentlemen who are thinking about proposing come up with really cool scripts on how to propose. And our latest service is being able to help people write the script for their cer ceremony and also their wedding vows. And then we do honeymoon planning, anniversary getaways. And once you're together, um, I do my best to help you be your best in partnership and keep it together. All very valuable and needed, I would say. <laughs> as, uh, as somebody who's been in a relationship for a long time, you never should stop working and tinkering and paying attention and keeping things fresh and live and lively. Most definitely. <laughs> All right. Well, what are you going to be for Halloween? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be traveling. But Jason, I want to. Ooh, that's an esoteric costume. Traveling. I like that. Yeah, it kind of <laughs> ties into us talking about Pan Am. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Um, Jason, last time we talked, uh, you were dating somebody long distance. Is that still the case? Yeah, and I actually couldn't be happier. It's uh, I, 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 this is the happiest I've ever been in a relationship. So whatever you told me last time, I it, it is working. So add me to your success rate. Awesome! <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's wonderful. He's been an absolute joy to work with, all puns intended, but. I've noticed it as well. There's just a, a certain kind of suave de vive. Is, it, is, it that, is that the word? Is it suave? Joie. Ah, 
Oh, your French is now, wonderful. Joy, if you if you come back as a guest, you must learn the rules. We make it a rule to never correct Rob on the show. <laughs> oh, sorry. Hey, but it's my name. I have to correct him. <laughs> oh man, so that's your game. That's your angle, huh, Jason? <laughs> make me look stupid on the show. Oh, I always try to make you look your best. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, this is great. This is good stuff. Uh, where, tell people where they can find you again. You can go visit my website at uh, joyofromance.com or email me at joy at joyofromance.com. And let's say that this uh, friend of Rob's in the L.A. area who wants to get a hold of you and goes to your, your new website, how, if you only take seven clients at a time, how long of a wait would this person need to do? I mean, how... I mean, I think I've already asked the question. How long does it take? <laughs> uh, turnover happens um, fairly quickly. I mean, it's I call somebody matched when they've been dating somebody that they really like for three months and they're choosing to continue dating them instead of coming back into the dating pool. So I ha- currently have three people that are almost at three months. So I'm crossing fingers and toes that it continues to go well. And uh, so it's always a continuous rotation. And right now I'm at uh, seven, so and, one but how long will in. it take once he contacts you for you to get for him to get into the rotation of seven? If he wants to actually join as a member, um, it could probably take a couple of weeks to a month, if that. And if he wants to just be in the database, that happens immediately. Oh, that's not so bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. Hmm. All right, and uh, what about this dating base? I wonder what I would fetch on the on the open market. <laughs> oh, you're adorable. <laughs> it would be it would be easy. <laughs> hear that, Jason? Adorable. Easy. I'm I'm both adorable and easy. That that's a true story. Yeah. <laughs> and provided you give him lots of attention, he is all yours. <laughs> I sound like a guinea pig. Literally a guinea pig. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, great. Have a great Halloween, Joy. Great to have you on again. Always a pleasure. Always exciting to follow up. And let us know when you get that new website up and running so we can all go check it out. It sounds wonderful. It was so nice to talk to you, Jason and Rob. And I look forward to the next time. Great. Uh, Absolutely. We love you, Joy. And everything will be linked up on the blog, www.whatduvaysaid.com. You'll see a little ad for Joy as well as links to all of her sites. So people can go there as well. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thanks so much. Take care, guys. Great. Thanks. Bye, Joy. Thanks again. Nice. Nice. I don't know how you get to be travel for Halloween. I, I wish we'd we'd talked a little more about that costume. Yeah. Yeah, we, we'll, we'll have other opportunities. Any occasion to bring her on the show is a good occasion, so put that in the suggestion box. The WDS suggestion box. And if you want to send us suggestions, hit us up on Twitter, at Bob Duvet. Capital nice. B-O-B-D-U-V-E-T. It's a, it's a live suggestion box. Think of it that way. Uh, I'm thinking about Pan Am, and I'm wondering if you watched this week's episode of Pan Am. It's over for me, Jason. I've uh, turned in my wings, and I am no longer watching Pan Am. I've decided to use that hour to uh, better myself by reading or doing anything but watch Pan Am. I'm sorry. I, I If you have continued to watch, please enlighten the audience on what happened i have no idea uh well we don't really need to talk about it. i will tell you that this week's uh spy episode was actually the most interesting part of the show believe it or not that was engaging the spy episode uh, engaging enough that i should be watching it or is just like they got it together for an episode uh they got it they, they figured out how to do it right and what they did was okay. she she was given a task she was supposed to uh, there was a guy on the plane. You know that seat on the plane where where the, there's that one seat, the hero seat, where the stewardesses always stop and talk to the person who's in that seat? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So there was a guy in that <laughs> seat. He was from some other country, and he was going to go to a casino to meet a friend of his, and that friend's wife was a KGB agent. So she needed to get her fingerprints. Okay. So mm-hmm. th- that's a lot of obstacles, right? 
Yeah, uh, yeah. So it starts off that Christina Ricci is flirting with that character, so she needs to get him interested in her instead of Christina Ricci, and then she's got to figure out a way to get into the casino and get invited to the casino, and then she's got to figure out a way to get a dress so she looks fancy at the casino, and then when she gets there, she's got to figure out a way to be with him and uh, get the fingerprints from Lady. I mean, there was a lot of obstacles she had to overcome, so it was sort of fun in that way to watch her overcome these little obstacles and they were actually obstacles. They weren't like in every other episode where she was just able to do it by fluky accident. She actually had to use some sort of smarts and cleverness to get around in, in kind of a fun way. So uh, there's, there's hope for her as spy. Uh, there is hope for her as spy kind of, if it, if it stays in this sort of light, like I say, it was kind of get smarty, this sort of stumbling, uh, figure out way of doing things. Um, other than that, Mm -hmm. the Christina Ricci character was completely wasted again. She has no idea what to do. The French character was completely wasted again. And the, Oh God, I can't, it's so funny that there was so much going on and everything else was not interesting, but the, the, the girl who left her, husband at the altar she and uh-huh. that that doofus other the co-pilot were still having their sort of tete-a-tete which was uninteresting the astronaut yes the astronaut and then the um the other pilot uh he ended up on having some sort of affair with uh, some woman that she was on the plane wearing a mink coat so he slept with her and she turned out to be the uh secretary of some bigwig in the company so maybe there'll be some intrigue coming up with that. But that was all very soap opery and not very interesting. So I will say, no, don't watch Pan Am. You don't need to. Okay. Yeah. You know what I am watching in place of Pan Am? But not in, like not in place, but the, the show that I've dedicated myself to, and it's an hour long, Boardwalk Empire. Boy, is that a good show. Really? You know, I watched all of last season of Boardwalk Empire and I was I watched it, but I was never engaged in it. I I, 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 it just never engaged me. And when it started this season, I watched the first episode and I felt the exact same wash of distance between myself and the characters. And I just said, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to spend the time doing it. Are are you did you start Hmm. from season one or are you in just I did. I started with the the very first episode. I'm surprised to hear you say that because I I find it well written, well acted. And there's the storylines are just really meaty. But I'm also hot on the heels of watching that Ken Burns prohibition documentary. Yeah, I was going to say that. The fact that it's set, it starts with the passing of the Volsidak and it seems to be going along that trajectory of, you know, in real you know time and actual events. I'm finding it really interesting. And God, I just think there's some great acting and there's some really cool characters and I'm just loving it. I'm really enjoying it. How far along are you? I'm about – I'll be on episode seven. The one I'm going to watch today is going to be episode seven. So uh, – yeah, I mean, there's the Chicago, you know, stuff with Capone going on, and there's, I think Steve Buscemi. I at first wasn't sure I could buy him, yeah, as this, you know, gang, but he's really good. I like the way he's, you know, he's got the 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 chops to be both forceful and gangstery, as well as the kind of like the likable guy that he's he is as the politician. Yeah. Okay. I just sort of fell. I I found a lot of it too much to. I find the um. Uh, the the G Man. I think he's a fascinating yes. character. And I yeah. I really liked the the Irish gal. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Mrs. Schroeder. Yeah, Mrs. Schroeder. But she sort of wandered for me. I was never entirely sure what her thing was. So I don't know. She's Are you still naked. watching? Sports Night, by the way, or did you give up on Sports Night after one episode? No, no, no. The wife and I love Sports Night. We watch Sports Night uh, when we have dinner. We didn't watch the last couple of days because we've been out. So uh, we are due to get back on that train, probably tomorrow. Um, but yes, we are all in for Sports Night. I am all in for Boardwalk Empire. I am all out for Pan Am. And perhaps the next show we're destined to talk about? I was about to give up on this next show that we're talking about. Um, the Amazing Race, I may be giving up on it. I, I just don't even... I'm doing that thing. What was that term you came... That brilliant term you came up with last week? Oh, uh, inattention reprioritiz... Inattention reprioritization principle. I can't even say it and I made it up. Yes. 
the inattention reaper. Yes, that is exactly. I am. I am a believer in that theory, because it's it's happening to me during the Amazing Race. I when I first started watching this past week's episode, and it started off, and the snowboarders went on their "We believe in God." This is my proverbs written on my belt thing, um, and then we're looking at the they went to some shrine in Thailand and had to disassemble this, this shrine. And they're like, well, this is kind of oogie boogie, but we know one true God. I was like, what is, what, what am I watching here? <laughs> what is this? Yeah. What is up with that, man? Uh, first of all, I didn't see that coming either, you know, and I, God has nothing to do with you playing this game. Trust me, he has nothing, he, she, it has nothing to do with whether or not you win a million dollars. Exactly. But what, what really bothers me about that is not, I don't, you know, I don't disagree or dislike or have any problem with anybody who has faith in God. That's, you know, let me get that right out there. But to go to a place, to a place where people are worshiping God in Thailand and to say, mm-hmm. the, 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 well, it made me really uncomfortable to be here. That they don't, they don't, these heathens don't worship the true God. Well, of course they do. They're just doing it in a different way than you are. You know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's my problem in a nutshell. You know, it's this idea that my God is better than your God. That my God also favors me over other people that believe in the God to win the million dollars. It's just so everything's so nutty. And I don't know in this day and age that we got to bring God into the whole thing. Let him do his thing. You do your thing. Yeah. Well, that isn't that aside. I mean, that that was just when I when I first started checking my iPhone instead of watching the show. I about 10 minutes into the show I was like, oh, about half an hour must have gone by now. No, only 10 minutes had gone by. And I was just I think I'm done with the Amazing Race, Rob. I think I'm going to fill that yeah. time watching something else. I'm done. I'm done too. Let's uh, let we'll be each other's uh, support system. Okay, great. Sorry, amazing race. And you want to watch people run around with heavy bags and catch connecting flights? Just call me up, Jason. I'm here for you. (laughs) Okay, great. So interestingly, that we've structured our podcast around talking about popular television, and two out of the three (laughs) shows that we talk about, we're no longer going to be watching. Sorry, (laughs) podcasters, we're tuning in to listen to us talk about it. Oh, man. Well, let's uh, talk about the show that we are still engaged with. Oh, and wow, is this a good season of Survivor. You're going to love this story. I watched it last night when I got home. You know, mind you, I I had a couple couple cocktails. And so I got home, and I'm watching it, and I'm eating, like, leftover lasagna. And I woke up this morning, and I, for the life of me, I have no idea who got kicked off the island. And I didn't look. I was going to go look at the Survivor page, and I said, no, Jason's going to tell me, or maybe it'll come back to me when we talk about it. And I still, as I, as I sit here, have no idea. How can you not remember? The entire episode was built around this man deciding to sacrifice himself and go to Redemption <gasps> Island for the good of the tribe. Oh, Ozzy took one for the team. For, idiotically. For no good reason did he take one for the team. Is it just because he's that confident that he can beat the woman that's currently kicking everybody's ass off the island? Christine. But who cares if he can beat Christine? Christine is going to be on their tribe when the merge happens anyway. She hates her old tribe. There is no reason whatsoever for him to go and beat her, you know? God, he's weird, huh? He he's got like a a strange hero complex. <laughs> he really does, and he's he he's this crazy flip flopper. Like he was all mad and angry, and he was like, "Let's get rid of Cochran." Then he had a dream, and he woke up the next morning to say, "Well, I think this is the way it's going to be." Or maybe that's just all clever editing again. But boy, that was a good episode. I'll tell you what, you probably actually, honestly, earnestly, completely forgot about in that episode because I forgot what? about it. Do you remember what the reward was? They uh, get don't, don't they get a trip somewhere? They get a a break from the 
monotony of uh, surviving. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, you do remember. Okay, boy, I lost that bet. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't. So what, what, I forget, what, what do they win? What do they get? They won the chance to go see the new Adam Sandler comedy, Jack and Jill. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God, man, no wonder I don't remember any of this shit because it was entirely meaningless. Oh, that's right. I do remember having issue with Jeff turning that whole part of the show into a shill for the Adam Sandler movie. Yeah, right. That he had, they had all had to dress up in drag. They painted themselves in drag and were acting as twins. And yeah, that was all really irritating. Was that more irritating than now that coach is uber Christian painting crosses on himself and dropping to his knees in prayer. God, man, I thought he was in the previous episodes or seasons that he was on. Wasn't he more of like the kind of Zen Buddhist guy? Yeah. Well, I think that just gives you an example of how, how much bullshit he is. He's, he's fully working Brandon and trying to be, tribe leader by being their spiritual leader which means he's being their christian priest leader but yeah in prior episodes he was a he was a buddhist so i don't get it it makes me think of that song by uh do you remember the band um the religious rock band that uh listener rich was involved in smile god loves smile you. god loves you yes they had that great song good god girl where the chorus was uh God, I love her, but God, she loves you. Yes. <laughs> She's my good God girl. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I, I really lose interest when people go, you know, as, as people, listeners of this show know, is the minute people take it to religion, I just kind of drift off. It's not so much, see, that, I mean, it's a fine line for me. I, that's what I'm, it's hard for me to describe because I don't dislike religion. I don't dislike people who are religious and I don't, I don't dislike God. Um, but I, the, w first As of all, a person or a thing or whatever he is. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank you, John. But the, 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 first of all, the hypocrisy of coach praying to find the immunity idol when he had it in his pocket. And mm -hmm. then the person, the guy who was this Buddhist praying on the beach, uh, you know, doing Tai Chi on the beach to get in contact with the energy of the universe, who now takes it to be, I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy, God. Suddenly he's Wayne and Garth. Um, yeah. <laughs> and the, the anything, it's just anything. It's, it's, it's. Uh, it's not the religion part. It's the extreme of it. It's the same thing that bothers me yeah. about Christine at Redemption Island giving people the finger and saying, I've always been a force to be reckoned with all my life. You know, it's that, re that, that extreme overcompensation that has nothing to do with mm -hmm. what's actually going on. It's not the religion. It's the overcompensation for it. It's like, you know, pull back. What are you, what are you doing? You're so fake. You're so false. You are so putting on a mask that to to puff yourself up that's what bothers me yeah i mean i i don't know that i really like this this season of survivor the, the sheer lack of hot chicks is really starting to get to me there's that one girl who may be pretty but we never see her whitney the country singer the blonde right yeah yeah she is talk about a snuffleupagus she is so rarely on the show, and when she is, it's almost like an aberration. Yeah. Or a ghost. Ooh. <laughs> it is our Halloween episode. Let's not forget. Ooh. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in full makeup and costume right now. I'm zombie robbed. <laughs> the tank of doom. All right. Well, good. At least we'll, I still think it's a good show. I, I, I agree with you. I don't know if I particularly like this season of Survivor because it's kind of grading but it's certainly interesting the gameplay is interesting all this crazy uh, uh strategizing and ridiculous what on earth are they thinking moments in the gameplay i like the the social yeah. part of it is is bothersome i don't really like the people uh in their little society i don't like brandon i don't like christine coach is bugging ozzy is crazy cochran is white as a sheet um <laughs> as a ghost <laughs> but still it's yeah. unbelievable to see ozzy say this is what i want to do send me to redemption island so that i can beat her on redemption island and then come back in the game and you'll give me my immunity idol necklace back 
unbelievable. Yeah, boy. Unbelievable indeed. Well, we'll have to tune in next week, and we will, because uh, I, I am still going to watch Survivor. So. Right. All right. Even though I can't remember watching it. Very good. All right. So speaking of Halloween. Yes. Uh, are you doing anything on Halloween? Well, thank you for asking. I do have a, a, a couple things going on. As I mentioned tonight, Judas Priest, very excited. Um, I have to get my costume together, too. I really got to find a black. There's no black turtlenecks anywhere in San Francisco. Really? Not even black mock turtlenecks in honor of Steve Jobs? No, and I don't, I don't want to get confused as Steve Jobs, so I need the real deal turtleneck, which I'm going to be hating wearing in a crowded club. We're going to this uh, same event we went to last year. It's called Booty. It's a club night, and then they do a Halloween thing. So they have mashup bands playing, and they're going to have a costume contest. And apparently there's a Bay Area flash mob that's going to do something kind of flash mobby that's Halloween-related. So we're excited for that. So that's going to be Saturday night. And then Sunday, Jason, you might even like this one. I'm going well, first, to see the Lemonheads. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, can you, can you, can I put bets in that the flash mob is going to do the thriller dance? Yes. Yes. I, yeah, you're probably, you win. I'm just going to say right now you win. I'm sure that's what it is. Okay. Lemonheads going to see the Lemonheads. Lemonheads, they're doing It's a Shame About Ray in its entirety. And friends of the show, the Shining Twins, who were early, early adopters of what Duvet said about music and were kind enough to let me interview them, are opening up. So it's my chance to actually meet them in person. And uh, they're, they're known on Halloween. They formed on Halloween. So they're, they're probably going to be wearing the Shining Twins outfits, you know, from The Shining. Yes, yeah, so the two and, creepy uh, girls I, at the I, end of the hallway in The Shining. Exactly. And so I'm looking forward to that. So that's, that's the weekend in a nutshell. And it is going to be spent. And Hallie's going to carve up the pumpkin. We're going to get that on the window. And it, it should be fun. What about you? Did you are you doing anything? This is a good night to, to go out for you. Uh, Halloween. Well, it's a Monday night for one thing. Um, oh, and yeah. I don't know if you remember me telling you this last year, but the block on which I live is Halloween Central for the neighborhood. Oh, okay. You get trick-or-treaters? Well, it's where everybody comes for Halloween. For some reason, my block... I, I, I've walked Tammy last week, my dog, at around... Uh, I don't know, 7 o'clock, the time I normally walk her. I walked out of my oh. block. There was, uh, you know, trick-or-treaters, a band playing at the end of the street, lights everywhere. I wow. crossed the street, and I went three more blocks down and, like, nothing. It could have been any other night. Huh. And it just goes on and on and on. There's And I, I went to the end of my block last week because I was like, well, there seems to be a big party happening at the end of the block. And I go to the end of the block, and it's just a bunch of people standing around in costume. And a mm -hmm. band playing in somebody's driveway. Um, the the celebrity, I think I've mentioned this to you before, but there's an actual bona fide movie star who lives at, on the cul-de-sac in the house at the end of my block. Isn't it Bill Pullman? It is Bill Pullman, yes. Um, <laughs> just letting that, let, giving, giving everyone time to look up Bill Pullman on Google. <laughs> Wow, Bill Pullman just has the ability to silence us. <laughs> uh, they have a, a, a haunted house, which I'm not entirely sure what it is, but it's more like a haunted maze walkthrough that you go on one end of their mansion's driveway and you come out on the other end of the mansion's driveway. So I think all the kids uh -huh. in the neighborhood come and do that. Uh, so I think the people milling around outside are those who are waiting for their kids to go through the haunted maze and, and coming back out again. Um, but anyway, I will probably lock myself in my house and uh, I'll probably walk up there at some point just to poke around and say hi to some of the neighbors. But I, I, I'm not going to I'm not going to I'm not going to do anything fancy for Halloween. I'm seeing a lot of movies this weekend. That's the short version of what I'm doing this week. I'm seeing Bridesmaids tonight. I'm seeing a movie called uh, The Artist on friday night which i'm actually really excited about uh look for that title in in uh the oscar season to come i, I imagine it's going to be quite okay. the buzz it's called the artist about a silent film star uh, and then i'm seeing a movie called anonymous on saturday which is a, a a a postulate that william shakespeare didn't actually write uh, uh the sets look great for that though whatever models they built to represent that England is, it looks really great in the previews I've seen. All right. So that's what I'm doing. I'm seeing a lot of movies, and then uh, I'm also seeing a lot of movies next week as well. So I think it'll be nice to just to sit sit home on Halloween night and listen to the excitement happening outside. Maybe pick off a couple people I, with a firearm. 
Nice. There you go. <laughs> I think uh, what we should do is tease next week's show a little bit. Okay. Nah, so, nah, next, next week's week. show. Next week's show. You're ugly. <laughs> next week's show. You're fat. <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, I, I think next week we should definitely dip into the mail sack. In fact, we've got we've been putting off listener Steve from Union City for quite some time, and we do have it now. The, they're building up, and our inbox is at critical mass. Yeah, so I we'll, saw we'll, that we'll, one. We'll, he has that. He left a voice message about if we were going to cast a recast a remake of a show and who would we cast in it that seemed kind of interesting yeah yeah so we'll, we'll get to listener steve next week we haven't done even though this this show is you know it contains elements of snark we haven't jumped into our namesake segment in quite some time oh yeah so i am going to look feverishly in, into my very soul for some snark for the snark tank okay next week great and that's yeah that's what i got but i feel like this has been a very productive episode of the tank um joy is is left me feeling more confident in my relationship and uh i am looking forward to uh, engaging in a relationship with metal today wonderful you've got another thing coming thanks rob thanks listeners (laughs) thanks joy and as we've teased we'll see you all next week next week See me there! I'll be right here in this chair. Boom! Happy Halloween, Rob. Can you tell me what did they say? Did you hear? What did they say? Can you hear? What did they say? Audible hopes you have enjoyed this program. Be sure to bring your death certificate.